So, the truth is, at these times of Yom uh, Neroyim times, especially before Yom Kippur, is a time that we try to be moichal people. If you remember, I discussed at length Tzvira Zaka. Tzvira Zaka is the Tzvira that's written in the Siddha, in the Maksa, right before Kol Nidri. It is so Choshev. My Rosh Hashiva of Sheinberg Zatzal used to talk about it every year, how people run into Kol Nidri without actually appreciating the most beautiful Tzvira called Tzvira Zaka. That one, Moti, you say in English. It is one of the most beautiful Tzvira you'll probably ever say in the world. Tzvira Zaka, you say it in English, absolutely. You'll understand it. It's so beautiful. And it goes through so much of what we do throughout the year, and it goes through how we're moichal people, and it goes through the next 24 hours, how whatever we're doing is a kapora for everything that we've done. It is amazing. Don't run into Kol Nidre. Run into Tvelazaka, and give yourself a good 15 to 20 minutes at least to say Tvelazaka. It is a beautiful Tvela. It helps you, and it helps everyone around you. Now, I want to just give you an example. I'm talking about being moichal, that we can learn an, a tremendous lesson of Emuna from a bracha of Krishma Lamita. Krishma Lamita is something that we say before we go to bed. The Gemara tells us that if we say Shema on our bed, we've turned that bed from a Goyish bed to a Jewish bed. And in fact, the Gemara says that if you don't say Shema, you're sleeping on a Goyish bed. Now, that can cause all sorts of things, and we're not going to go into now what that causes. Maybe we'll give a share on Krishma Lamita. But the idea is, even if you're not going to say the bracha, at least say Shema. Which is not a hard thing to say. Before you go to bed, close your eyes, say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekin, Hashem Echad. At least that. If you could say Vahafta, if you could say, you know, Hamalach, if you could say the Bracha before as well, Hamapel, it's beautiful. It helps you for going to sleep, it helps you for your dreams, it helps you for the next day. You're thanking the Rabbi Shalom for giving you a life. You want to ask him to make sure I have a life tomorrow morning. It's tremendous. But I want to tell you one thing, because in the beginning of Hamapel, if you have it, or you have it in your sitter, if you have a special card, it's beautiful. It says, Hareini Moichel. I forgive all those people that angered or insulted, or sinned against me, whether it was accidentally, or is deliberately, no one should be punished because of me. Now the question is like this, here's the Kasha Rabbi say, how can we say such a thing? How can we honestly say a text, that the Rabbi Shalom has no interest in hearing our lies? Of course the Rabbi Shalom wants to hear from us, he doesn't want to hear us lying, do you really Michael people? How can you say, that when you, when you, when you go to sleep, and you're really angry at that guy, and don't tell me you've never been angry at someone. How can you honestly say, Hareini Moichol, completely believe Shalem, I don't want him to be, you know, punished because of me, when you are boiling inside in anger because of that guy. How is it shy for a person to say this? You can't even fall asleep. I had this, I had this from guys. I can't sleep the whole, I, the whole night. I can't fall asleep. This guy, I can't believe he said this to me. He said this about me. He did this to me. I'm so upset with him the whole night. And you're saying those words, right? And by the way, this can happen with your wife also. You get into an upset, you get into an argument, and who knows? You're going to sleep angry. And then you're saying, Hamapal, Hareini Moichol. No, you're not. How could you say it? Listen to this, Rabbi Say. The Heidegger Rebbe of Skolanen was a, a very, very big tzaddik, uh, who spent most of his life with one specific mitzvah, more than any other mitzvah, and that was Pidyon Shibuin, redeeming people that were captured. Right, that's what he did. He saved a lot, a lot of people. He, he used to come to America to collect money for this. To get out a Yid, and most of the Yidin that he tried to get out was $25,000 in Romania. That was most of the people that he was busy with. Busy with Romanian Jewry. He was trying to get them out of captivity. That was his, that was his thing. He did all the mitzvahs. But that mitzvah, 
he loved. And he was mamish oisik that mitzvah tremendously. It's a massive mitzvah. Pidyan shivuin. Massive mitzvah. So it cost him $25,000 for each Jew that he would get out of captivity. Now in those days, right, the Skulana Rebbe lived years ago, it was a lot of money. $25,000 is not what it is now. It's probably more like $100,000, right? It's a lot of money. So the Rebbe founded ways to get those pe- that money to the people that needed to get it in Romania. They would eventually, um, you know, let go of the captive. And although it was dangerous, the Rebbe decided it was worth it, and he did it. One day, the Rebbe found out that a certain messenger that was sent to Romania had taken the money for himself, in other words, the money that he had collected, given to this messenger, to go and get this captive out, was taken and ran away by the messenger, and he ran away with the money himself. Now, the Rebbe was very, very upset, mostly because, not only because the money he collected was gone, but here's this poor Yid who was wasting away in jail, and would probably remain there for a lot longer, because the money is not going to come his way, and he's not going to get out. So he was shocked. How can a Yid, how can a Yid, who had taken money, to redeem another Yid who was in captivity, who was in prison, and, and, and just run away with the money? How can you do such a thing? It affected the Rebbe so much, by the way, that he became sick, and he needed medical treatment because he was so upset with these turn of events. At night, when he was sick, his son stayed with him to watch over him, to make sure everything's okay. The son heard his father pacing backwards and forwards in his room late at night. And he went to encourage his father. His father needed rest. He needed sleep. He was an elderly fellow. He said, Tata, why didn't you go to rest? Do something. So the Rebbe said, I, I, I can't. So the son said, why not? You need rest. It's important for you. You need to gain your strength back. So the Rebbe said, my dear son, I cannot say Krishma Lamita. The son was like, really? That's the problem? Krishma Lamita? Why can't he say Krishma Lamita? So he said, the Rebbe said, because the moment I say, Hareini Moichel, I hereby forgive everyone that angered me, Inside, I feel in my heart, I just don't forgive this Jew. I just cannot forgive him. How can he do this to me? I spent so much time raising the money. I wanted to get this kid out of prison. And it's not happening. He ran away with it. So I can't say it. What can I do? How can I recite something that's a lie? On the other hand, I can't go to sleep without saying Krishna Lamita. So the rabbi just stayed awake, right? Until he felt he could forgive him. He couldn't consider the possibility of going to sleep without reciting Hareini Moichel, because at the time of sleep, we place our neshama in the hand of the Rabbi We take our neshama, we give it to the Rabbi to hold. And therefore, how can a neshama rise up to Shamayim when there's complaints and, and, and grievances against someone? We can't do that. That's why we them before going to sleep. We Moichel everyone, everything's clean slate, and our neshama goes up in a much cleaner place. And therefore, I think we should take this as an opportunity that we're going to be saying many times over the next few days, maybe people come over to you and say, maybe I did something to you over the last year, over the last few weeks of being in yeshiva. Um, you know, are you moichal me? Think about it. We should be moichal people even if they don't come over to us. We should stand up to Rabbanishim during Mincha, during Shachos, during Krishma, during whatever it may be. Say, Rabbanishim, I'm moichal everyone. Even that guy that really upset me. Even that guy that angered me. Even that guy that insulted me. He embarrassed me. Whatever it is, I'm going to be moichal him. Because how can we go on without being moichal other people, especially as the Rabbi Yishlam runs Midah Keneged Midah. That means, Midah Keneged Midah means that if we are moichal other people, the Rabbi Yishlam is moichal us. And that's a very important thing. We all need that. I don't know about you guys. Maybe I talk for myself only. But we all need mechidah from the Rabbi Nishlalim. So there's a quick way, a simple, quick, easy shortcut of getting mechidah from Hashem, being moichal other people. Yes, they may have hurt you. Yes, they may have angered you. 
and it really hurts you and it bothers you. And if your best way is go talk to them about it, one-to-one, face-to-face. But if you can't do that, you can't manage that, go into the depths of your heart and be boycha people. It's not worth, it's not worth the hakpada. It's not worth that people have a, something against you and you have something against somebody else. You don't want that and you also want to gain the Rabbi Nishan Olam's as well.